Um, last time I did this, we looked at Psalm 46, and I want to turn again to the first three verses of this psalm. Uh, so let me just read those words to you. Psalm 46, verses 1 to 3. Um, it's a psalm of the songs of Korah, we're told at the beginning. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Now, um, last time when I spoke, uh, I left you with three questions, which I said is answered in the rest of the psalm. And we're going to look at the first of those questions today. The three questions are, firstly, what will happen to me? That's verses one to three. Uh, secondly, what will happen to the church in verses 7 to 10? And thirdly, what will happen to the world, verses 8 to 11? So just the first of those. And I have to say that I'm greatly um, indebted uh, to some messages that I heard Reverend Al Martin preach on this psalm um, many years ago. And um, uh, I think you can still find them online. I don't, I'm not sure if they're on sermon audio, but they certainly are, are somewhere online um, uh, now. Um, and if you want to listen to them, you'll probably find one or two of the things that I've got to say here, but I uh, hope that won't, won't matter. Here is God's word to his own children in troubled times. When the pressure is on and all around us appears to be crumbling to ruin, God comes and gives solid answers to our questions. And here are some of God's answers. He will protect and sustain his people, whatever disaster may happen to them. Here's the next answer. He watches over his church and keeps her safe, whatever opposition she may face. And the third answer, he demonstrates his victory over all the nations and the defeat of all his enemies. So if you're a Christian, then you have every reason to be confident. If not, then you have every reason to fear. But it's the Christian who can say, Never, therefore, we will not fear. And all that we need for confident faith is here, here in these 11 verses. And if we are his, then all will be well and all must be well. This is indeed a song of faith for troubled times. Can you sing it? Well, here in these first three verses, first, verse one, here are three characteristics of God's relationship to his children. And then in verses two to three, uh, three, uh, or at least uh, the, the, the confident conclusion we can draw from this wonderful matter. So firstly, here are the three characteristics of our God. Firstly, he is our refuge. What is a refuge? Well, it is a place of safety. It is a quiet retreat in the midst of the storm. The writer to the Proverbs says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and are safe. I love that. I love that verse. It's one of my favorite verses in Proverbs. Literally, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and are set on high. Psalm uh, 62 verses 5 to 8, my soul, wait silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. He is, he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. 
in God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuges in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Well, this, of course, is the message over and over in the Bible. Psalm 91, which we won't stop to read now, but that reminds us that the believer is not always delivered from affliction, but he is always supported and safe in affliction. And so we have these words in Isaiah 25, verse 4. For you have been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shade from the heat. For the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall. And if we know that, that he is our strength and power, we can go on to say, as uh, Isaiah 25 verse 9 says, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Why? Because our God is our refuge in the face of danger. He is a shelter in this time of storm. And in circumstances of unusual danger or unusual pressure, the Lord is still with his people. He will never fail us or forsake us. That's wonderful. But he's not only our strength, he's secondly uh, our refuge. Secondly, he is our strength. Refuge speaks of protection that is fixed and permanent, a place to go. But strength speaks of action. God has the ability to do something about the situation. That's wonderful, isn't it? Our God is not a static deity. He is the living God. He works in the affairs of men and, and nations. He is the all-powerful God. No one can hinder him from what he, doing what he wills in the world. He is able to save. He is able to keep. And he is ready and willing to save and keep his own. Don't know whether you know that great hymn which has this verse. Jesus ready stands to save you. Full of pity, joined with power, he is able, he is willing, doubt no more. When I was a child, we were taught a very simple, simple chorus. It went like this. I have a savior who's mighty to save. I have a savior who's mighty to keep. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven days a week. I have a savior who's mighty to keep mighty to keep evermore. Well, we used to sing that when I was a kid. There we are. Or Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And strength speaks of power to hold me up in the storms of life. He is our stronghold. He is our safe retreat. We are hiding in the cleft of the rock, but he has power to be with us and to lift us up. Some years ago, when I was younger, I used to sing in a Christian male voice choir, and we sang this song. I'm far too old and croaky to sing in public now, and I'm certainly not going to sing to you today. But it went like this. Come from the loathsome way of sin. Hide you in the blood of Jesus. 
Come and the Lord will take you in, hide you in the blood of Jesus. Oh, hide you in the blood, for the storms are raging high. Oh, hide you in the blood till the dangers pass you by. Come to the shelter, safe retreat, hide you in the blood of Jesus. Come, for the storms around you beat, hide you in the blood of Jesus. Then, when the last dread storm shall roar, hide you in the blood of Jesus, sheltered in Christ forevermore, hide you in the blood of Jesus. Strength to face all the storms of life. But then the third thing we read in this verse is that our God is our present help in trouble. As a help in distress, he is thoroughly proved. He's never an indifferent spectator on the sidelines. He's involved in our lives and an experience. Isaiah 63 verse 9, in all their affliction, he was afflicted and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them and he bore them and carried them all the days of old. Now, I don't know whether you have uh, in uh, your country, we have in our country um, every now and again circus people who come around. I haven't been to the circus for years and years and years, not since I was a little child. But sometimes you can go to these circus or fairgrounds and you can take rides in, in, in uh, circus rides. And uh, many years ago, I haven't seen or heard about them recently, but many years ago, there was a thing called a fairground barrel. And what happens was you went up into the barrel, into the inside, and you stood against the wall of the barrel uh, as, as, you, as, you, as you entered it. And uh, you, you were on a little platform and the bottom of the barrel was there and you were standing, as it were, in the bottom of the barrel, but against the side. And they spun the barrel up and it started to whiz round. And when it got to a certain speed, the bottom of the barrel dropped out. So you got nothing beneath your feet. But the force of the barrel going round held you in place. Centrifugal and centripetal forces. Now, I know about the physics of that and I understand that. But it's terrifying when it happens and the bottom drops out. My friends, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a power outside of yourself who holds you from falling. And when the bottom drops out of your life, he is still there to bear you up. Tenderly, he watches over you every step, every mile of the way. George Beverly Shea used to sing like a mother watching over baby. He is near you every hour of the day when you're weak, when you're strong, when you're right, when you're wrong, in your joy and your pain, when you lose and when you gain. Tenderly, he watches over you every step, every mile of the way. These are the days when the world is uncertain and the power of the atom unknown, but a far greater power up yonder ever watches and cares for his own. And the song goes on to say this, long before time began, you were part of his plan. Let no fear cloud your brow. He will not forsake you now. Tenderly. He watches over you every step, every mile of the way. 
And so that leads us, these three great characteristics lead us to this confident conclusion, verses two and three. Al Martin calls them the solid logic of faith. Our faith is not mindless. It's not reasonless. Therefore, we will not fear. Even when great calamities come, we will not fear. Luke 21, 9, our Lord said, when you hear of wars and commotions, do not be terrified, for these things must come to pass first, but the end will not come immediately. Now, if God is going to prove to us that he can keep us in trouble and in the storm, then he's going to send the storm. He will demonstrate his keeping power in the midst of real experience. You see, this is no abstract experience. As one lovely paraphrase of this psalm puts it, written by Isaac Watts many years ago, and he writes this of these, as he paraphrases these two verses. Let mountains from their seats be hurled down to the deep and buried there. Convulsions shake the solid world. Our faith will never yield to fear. And so Paul could say, I will rejoice in tribulations in Romans 8 and many, many other references in scripture. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine references here. I'm not going to read them out now, but references to God's comfort and rejoicing in tribulation. Therefore, therefore, we can face any and every possible contingency. What are the most permanent symbols of stability in the world? Surely the great mountains, the Rockies in the States, the tides, the swell of the seas, the constancy of God's created order. But the disruption of the earth and the destruction of the mountains and the dislocation of the seas, even then we will not fear because our trust is in the mighty God. The day is coming when these things will happen as never before when the Lord returns. And if you don't know the Lord as your refuge and as your strength, as your savior and Lord, then you'll have every cause to fear. But if you do, if we do, what confidence, what encouragement to cast all our burdens on the Lord, for he has promised promised to sustain us and to keep us safe. Well, let's pray. Our loving Father and our God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the confidence that this word gives us. But it's not simply the word, it is the Lord of the word, the God of the word. And we thank you that we can come with trust and confidence into your presence. Bless us now in this time of prayer and do us good, we pray. For you are our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Amen.